2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. What's up with you, Derek? It's uh, another week of thrifting and posting and joasting. I don't know what that is. With the most. But I was doing it. Joasting with the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you hang out with with Colin Jost and and but you right. do whatever, whatever, whatever he <laughs> right. wants to do and you don't really Colin. add in any input or try to sway him to do anything you want to do. You just completely give it up to him as far as the itinerary. Jostin, mm-hmm. just Jostin, <laughs> or maybe Jostin is like just Jostin is like when you fuck with somebody but you do it while you're doing a Colin Jost impersonation. There you go. You got you just got Jostin. You you just got Jostin. Uh, and in other news this week, it turns right. out that uh, <laughs> my friend uh, ordered a Big Mac, but he couldn't eat the whole thing because he's a fucking asshole. Back to you, <laughs> Che. Cool, cool. Well, this week, we got a lot to talk about, and I'm excited to really get into it. Speaking of which, just kind of catch up with you this week, Derek. We haven't talked a whole lot during the week. What's going on with you, man? Anything new? Oh, nothing much, man. Just got a few pickups and trying to get my rest on. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, I hear you with that. But, uh, I actually bought some toys off of this uh, woman that has flea market booth, and it had a bunch of like '90s mask, the mask figures, like Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know somebody stop me. Smoking. Yeah. All right. Yeah, smoking baby. Yeah. Those are really dope. I'm gonna get those looked up and posted. Yeah. And <laughs> I also picked up PlayStation VR this morning mm. uh, off of Facebook Marketplace. And I go to the guy's apartment, and I'm very upset because I walk in and I see a PS5 just sitting on the entertainment center. Just chilling. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. Oh, but he man. said he had to literally go to a Best Buy that was like three hours away. To get it? Wow. To get it, yeah. So I'm like, well, you're better than me because I'm about to do all that. As the weeks and months go by, it just further solidifies and makes me feel good about the fact that I decided to respond to PlayStation's email. Mm-hmm. people scoffed at it a lot of people i, yeah. I follow and listen to are like can you believe they're actually setting aside pre-orders for the pre-order yeah. and they sneered yeah. at it but i was like it's not much investment i mean i i think it's stupid i agree but they're promising to set aside to review my account or i don't know what the hell they did they probably just went who has achievements or trophies or whatever who's been playing a while or who who's right. who's a subscriber i don't know what metric they use but whatever it was i got scooped into it so, mm-hmm. yay. That's a win. Yeah. Really I'll take dope. it. All right. Well, cool. So, PlayStation VR. Have we talked much about VR on the show before? Uh, I don't think so. What are your thoughts on the VR? Like, would you ever try I mean, I know you have to test it at least to make sure it's working and everything. But, like, uh, would right. you ever consider doing the VR? Are you into the VR? I did. Are you a VR fan? Yeah, I did buy one for myself at one point in time. Uh-huh. And it just wasn't that interesting to me. Yeah, I know you did a little. You and your wife did a little while you were visiting me because I got my PlayStation VR set up. Yeah, you got to play. I got Resident Evil Seven, the the kitchen kitchen demo. demo. Yeah, yeah. He said nope. (laughs) (laughs) I loved you were playing the you were playing Gran Turismo for a while, saying this is VR, and I looked in the headset. I was like, no, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) The screen was just up in your face, and I was like, this is VR, and you were like, oh. Oh, this is VR. Oh, you're in the car. Now I get it. This is Um, very real. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit too real. Don't take that turn. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I still haven't really gotten my uh, my VR legs, kind of like the C legs. I feel like I have to take uh-huh. some some anti motion sickness pills or whatever before I play VR because I can only do it for a couple hours. I can tell when it's on set because I'll start to kind of like cold sweat a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm like. Ugh. Just feel it, just a tinge of queeze. And if I don't quit soon after, or even slightly before, sometimes I'll be sick for days. It yeah. just it fucks with me. Yeah, and it sucks because VR is actually really cool. I hope to try to go back into it and train myself. I hear you can if you just kind of get your brain used to it. It's just I don't know how much suffering I have to do to actually get any use out of it. I did. Right. PlayStation was offering potential PS5 owners. They were offering to give a free upgrade to allow PSVR to work with PlayStation 5. Because apparently, mm-hmm. default, it does not. You have to get, like, a camera attachment. Could be guy. while wow, this guy was selling his VR. He might have missed out. But right. I went ahead and was like, yes, please, on that, too. Like, I actually look at my emails and I respond to them. My junk emails. Right. <laughs> he actually uh, listed that in the uh, email, too. He said you could also use it with, PS, uh, with PS5 if you get the free attachment from Sony. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, but he didn't have the the pre attachment, right? Uh, okay, yeah, no, I don't know if it's still free, but for those out there who have PlayStation VR, for the Venn diagram folks who listen to us, have not already <laughs> done it, plan to get a PlayStation Five, have a PlayStation VR, maybe just maybe if you thread that needle and they're still offering it, contact them and get your free camera attachment. Just saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this uh, yeah, this got this had the uh, headset, two move controllers, the processing unit, and the camera. So it's the whole package. Yeah, sounds like Very it. Nice. Sounds like it. Plus all yeah. the cords. Oh my god, that's yeah. another thing that sucks about it is all the setup you have to do. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I think we're gonna see true VR adoption when two things happen. One, the price just needs to go down. The amount right. you have to pay is essentially another console. And two, the setup. Or storage needs to be better. There needs to be less wires, less bullshit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there's just there's too much you have to do. Like the wires I have even all have numbers on them, so you know like which goes to right. which because it's so confusing. <laughs> and for someone yeah. who's been hooking up consoles to TVs his whole life, for me to be like, oh, this is a little rough. Let me pull out them instructions again. I mean, that's how right. complicated it gets. So, and you got wires all yep. over your damn room. So, mm-hmm. same here. Cool, 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 cool. Well, happy to hear about the pickups. Look forward to seeing those posted up. They call me Cuban Beat. I'm the crazy man in the street. When I shake my maracas, they go chick chicky boom chick chicky boom He's a really modest guy, although he's the hottest guy in Havana. I I could probably sing that whole song. I used to love the mask when I was a kid. That scene where um Cameron Diaz, I think that was her first movie. That scene where she comes yeah. in the bank wearing that red dress for the first time, that turned me into a man. I was like, oh, yeah, I want more of this, please. You she was beautiful boy. in that movie. And I love the swerve, too, because she was introduced as like the hot, unattainable girl. You know what I mean? And right. usually in movies, when you introduce the nerdy, kind of down-to-earth girl who was played by Yasmin Belief, people might know her as the Maid Marian in Robin Hood Men in Tights. But... Mm-hmm. Usually when you juxtapose those two together, the hot one is vapid and ends up not being like the true object or somebody you should go after. And the down the earth girl is the one that you end up with. But in this one, they subverted it like, no, the hot girl is actually really nice and she's in a bad situation. And Yasmin Bleef, the the nerdy girl who's down to earth, sells you out. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, the swerve. Okay. Watch out for those nerdy girls. Yeah, they'll get you. Apparently. At least in the mask. (laughs) So... Uh, but yeah, that 
I don't know how it holds up now, but I mean, when I was in middle school, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. I was really into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's peak Jim Carrey, so I'm sure. Yeah, it actually got him the Riddler role in Batman Forever because originally all people had to go off of was Ace Ventura, and people who were casting for Batman thought, you know, we're going to need somebody that can be serious, and this man's a goofball 100% of the time. But the downplayed kind of everyman parts that he had to do before he got the mask showed he mm-hmm. had some range, I guess, that they didn't know that he had, and, and that's what got him the role. So Nice. Well, little interesting trivia there for the mask yeah. for Jim Carrey for Batman Forever. Anyways, uh, moving on. All right. So this week, a little controversy mm-hmm. happened with, uh, with Disney Plus and The Mandalorian and a certain actor, Gina Carano, who mm-hmm. plays, what's her name? Uh, Cara Danvers? What's her? Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Cara Danvers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Gina mix between that name. Gina <laughs> a mix Gina between Thick that Rano. name and like Captain Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, Gina yeah. Carano, who plays Cara Dune in The Mandalorian, was finally fired. I say finally because I feel like she was given a lot of chances. Yeah. She's the type of Trump supporter, which being a Trump supporter on its own feels kind of sus. It's like, do you have any deductive reasoning skills? Right. I, I try not to go in on Trump supporters in the beginning of his term, but after all that's that's transpired, it's like, still... Word? Do right. you just not watch the news? Or have eyes? But aside from that, she's also like, the pandemic is a hoax. Anti-mask. Anti-vaccination. All these conspiracy theories. She supported the voter suppression, but also thinks that the voting was a fraud because it was made available to more people. Like, a bunch of stuff. Right. But the thing yeah. that finally got her ousted was a comment where she compared her suffering as someone who's attacked for her political views to people in Nazi Germany who were rounded up and killed. Yeah. And that was a bridge too far for many and finally got mm-hmm. her canned. And I've seen people online arguing for and against this. But let me ask you, what are what's your opinion on it? Honestly, mm-hmm. like Disney, your employer can do whatever people. uh this is the main argument I see. Oh, what about freedom of speech? Oh. I see that a lot too. Freedom, yeah. yeah, freedom of speech has to do with the government silencing you, not your employer. And freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. So if you say some dumb shit, be prepared to <laughs> face the consequences, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's yeah, funny it's just, how, it's... you know, how people confuse their right. Like the people are always like, my rights don't even know what their rights are. Right. It's like, yeah, the government didn't throw her in jail for her speech, so we're good on the First Amendment, guys. Right. And they're calling double standards. I've seen people calling out how they rehired James Gunn. Here, here's the difference to me between Gina Carano and James Gunn. James Gunn, for people who don't know, is the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy series, and he got in trouble for some tweets that were dug up by a conservative that he had made 10 years ago. And in bad faith, the conservatives like, look at this guy. He's talking about pedophilia and rape and things like that. And he's making jokes about it. Right. He Mm -hmm. came from trauma film, which is like shock humor. It's the stuff that you saw back in the day, like toxic Avenger and and trauma high and Mm -hmm. all that, like all that ridiculous stuff. And uh, Lloyd Kaufman. And he has since apologized for that crude humor, understanding and growing as a person, like understanding like why that's bad and why it's harmful to engage in that kind of rhetoric and why it can hurt people. Gina Carano Mm -hmm. has not had any growth since these comments. She did delete the, the tweet in question, by the way, which I think is kind of interesting, even though she's talking about how she censored, she censored herself apparently, but she's left off a lot of other questionable tweets that I was looking at recently, kind of researching her account. But 
she has not apologized. It was very recent. She's actually been given a chance to stop and been told why it's bad and just has been powering through. So this situation is not comparable. Now, you can talk about how white people in Hollywood have been given an umpteen chances and blah, blah, blah. And we can go over that with a fine tooth mm-hmm. comb. I'm going right. to stop whataboutting the situation and just focus on Gina. And like you said, it's a private company. They could do what the fuck they want. They didn't think that what she was saying publicly was a good look for the Mandalorian and their public image. And considering Disney's shady past, I totally get it. They want to distance mm-hmm. themselves from the bullshit that they engaged in a long time ago. So they let her go. And yeah. I, I've seen a lot of conservatives celebrating like, well, Gina's already got a job. So she got a job with fucking Ben Shapiro and his ben publication Shapiro. company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sure she's making that Disney money there. Right. Awesome. Good for her, I guess. But even if she yeah, got a regular job, she's she's an actor in Hollywood, you know, okay. That means another company right. is okay or doesn't really care about her image, like, versus how it reflects on them. And that's fine. Again, that's their decision. That doesn't right. somehow not justify what Disney do, does or prove that Disney was wrong. Disney can do whatever the fuck they want, clearly, in regards, and like any yeah. other company can. You know, one of the reasons, I mean, I don't feel like I say particularly controversial shit. But one of the reasons why I don't out and out just say which company I work for is because I don't want them to hear some shit I say and take issue with it and fire me, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they a private company and they can totally do it and not think twice about it. So I don't, I don't no, no social media, nowhere do I say who I work for. I mean, occasionally I might be like, my company is hiring on like a friend quote or something like that. But it, you'd have to dig right. really hard to find out where I work for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't and even think I purpose. know exactly where you work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's by design. That's I, I, you know, <laughs> I, again, I'm not saying a bunch of inflammatory, controversial shit, shit that has literally proven to get people killed. Mm-hmm. But especially if I was doing that, I'd be like, I'm going to know where I work at. So that's that's right. that's the mantle you take on when you're a public figure and you have that kind of sway. And she just yeah. she couldn't and, uh, help herself. Here, yeah, there's another thing, and we don't have to get too deep into it. But notice, uh, as soon as you start talking about Jewish people, that's mm-hmm. the <laughs> that's the last straw for everybody. Well, there's that's a lot of can that I mean, I know, I know. There's a lot of Jewish people that work in Hollywood, and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna like you said, I'm not gonna engage in any conspiracy theories about that. I I don't, I mean. Who, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Right. But the thing is, representation matters. And this is one of the reasons. If you have people in a thing that are sensitive to and or affiliated with a particular group and you attack that group, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Right. You know? And happened to Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. And that is an attack. When you delegitimize what happened to people, like that was, the Holocaust is one of the greatest atrocities of mankind ever. And people like to throw it around like it's comparable to anything. And it really isn't. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm reticent to compare people I'm against to Hitler sometimes. You know, I'll do it for shorthand when I'm around friends. But I'm not going to make a public statement and go, so-and-so is Hitler. Just like Nazi. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Calm down with that. Obviously, you're going to get in trouble. So, well, Mm. let's move on to a happier topic. Yeah. We talk Gina Carano to death. Or maybe happier. (laughs) Maybe happier. I don't know. (laughs) Right. But uh, we'll we'll find out. So we've been covering pretty much. I mean, we skipped a couple, but episode by episode, we've been discussing WandaVision every week. And WandaVision had episode oh, yeah. six. This most recent episode, it was really decent. I was into yeah, it. What do you think? What are your? So, it's so good. 
So good. Like every everybody that was talking shit about it in the beginning, I was like, just wait for it. Just wait yeah. for it. They gave us two episodes at first because they know that those first two episodes are going to be people are going to be like, eh, I don't know. I still liked it too. Still, like I'm going to. No, I still liked it. I was well. into it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the whole uh, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah. Aesthetic. I, I was like, this is great. It's amazing. I love yeah, it. they did a really good job with the Malcolm in the Middle comparison when they. They took on that style of late 90s, early aughts type show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even had the the camera work. Like, you had yeah. the, the zoom and the lenses and the kids talking first person. That little kid that plays Wiccan, the one that... He's not the fast one, but the one that has kind of like the powers that are closer to his mom's. He right. did a really good kind of Frankie Nunez impression, I feel like. Mm-hmm. He was looking at the camera, just <laughs> yep. had the mannerisms down and everything of Malcolm in the Middle was great. It's like mom and dad, they aren't fighting. They're just different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're just different. I don't know. And I love that they were playing PlayStation 1. I was like, that's appropriate for the oh, time. Oh, they were? I didn't notice that. Yeah, they all had gray PlayStation controllers when they were when the kids and, and uh, Uncle Quicksilver <laughs> were playing PlayStation. Okay, we can kind of go through the episode here. There's some things I want to point out that I might jump to later on that happened in the beginning of the episode. But the intro was great. I loved it. And... Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. There, It was a Halloween episode, so everybody was dressing up in costumes. And most everybody in the town were doing, like, royalty-free type costumes, like Frankenstein, skeletons, right. witches, ghosts. Yeah. But, of course, the super-powered family were wearing costumes inspired by their actual comic book counterparts, with that, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and really Vision cool. had something to say about that. He came downstairs, and he was a little snarky. He was like, mm-hmm. well, it's not like I could have dressed in anything else because you removed all my other clothes. You, did you catch that little Ooh. little jab? No, and she I was didn't like, catch that. Yeah, she had a little side look like, what the fuck did you just say? And he just moved on really quickly. So, <laughs> And then he had another jab where he was like, well, I made plans today. And she's like, but that's not. Right. He's like, and I'm going to go out and do this instead. She goes, okay. Now, He's clearly. Like, what? what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. What am I? Yeah. He, he basically called her on it. Like, is there a script, honey? She's like, well, I'm not going to say that. so instead of hanging out with the kids and doing the first halloween he said he's going to go out and do halloween patrol and her brother steps in is like hey man you need you need a father figure for the night you need a chaperone i'll be that guy i'm francis (laughs) (laughs) he he did a really great job in this episode too by the way Mm -hmm. pietro was awesome and so him and the kids are going around pranking people and having a good time and there were moments where Pietro was kind of acting like he knew what was up. I mean, even from the first point that he showed up, you know what I mean? But in this yeah. episode especially, it's like he he it's like he knows the score completely, right? Yeah, what, but at the same time, it's like, does he? And does anyone involved? Yeah. They literally just, I have theories, and then they like, I watch the next episode, and then it completely like wipes them away. I'm like, what's going on? Right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because she finds out that Vision's not doing what he says he's doing, and the other guy, I can't remember his name, but there's two people, there's Agnes and this guy, he was dressed as Frankenstein in this episode, but he was the one cutting the hedges down into like the fence, the brick. They both seem to mm-hmm. kind of be self-aware a little bit, and they're right. like, we don't we don't talk about it. Why everybody else, like, you have to snap them out of their days. Right. And he was like, do you want me to change something or fix something for you, Wanda? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. So I think right. that's interesting, but... You find out that Vision's like going to the outskirts of town and seeing that the world is literally breaking down. Like all of the people are like doing the same action back and forth. Like a woman's trying to pin clothes on a clothesline and she keeps reaching up to it, but then coming back down and then reaching up to it. And then further out, they just stopped completely. They're not even moving. 
Mm-hmm. And so that little joke that Wanda made in the last episode was like, what do you think? I'm, I'm walking everybody's dogs, mowing their grass, taking them to the right. dentist appointments. It's like in the media radius, maybe, but as it goes further out, you don't really have the power to do that, apparently. Right. And I, at one point in the episode, of course, they shoot to outside of the hexagon and Rambo and Dr. Darcy and Agent. Is it Agent Rambo? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> A Monica Rambo. A Monica Rambo. <laughs> not spelled that way, though, and not that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're arguing with the director of S.W.O.R.D. because of the bullshit he pulled in the last episode. And he kind of pulls a little bit more sarcasm out of them, so he can be like, "You're all off the, you're all off, uh, soldiers, take them away." Yeah, get get them out of here. Get them out of here. And when they get out to the outskirts, they kind of subdue the soldiers and sneak back. And Doctor Darcy's doing her hacking stuff, and she's like, "You know, the director's got these firewalls up, and I think he's up to something, yeah, and he's some only tracking vision, on. right?" And I think he's Mephisto. No, <laughs> <laughs> he must be Mephisto. No, but she's like, he's right. only tracking. <laughs> He's only tracking vision and Rambo's like, well, we got to get back in there. And she's like, you can't, your blood's getting all fucked up. You kept going in and out and he's, he's done your blood work. Your cells are breaking down. They're reconstituting. And she's like, I've had enough cell talk for, for a lifetime. I think she's probably referencing her mom. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird line. Yeah. You yeah, thought it was, so? It just the way the way it came off was weird. Like I understand what they were doing, but it's like, no, she's literally had some shit talking about your cells right now. <laughs> not ta- I understand uh, that you haven't come to terms with your mother's death yet, but you legit have these scans of your cells, and your sc- cells are fucking up. Well, here's like, whatever, whatever. Here's the way I <laughs> took it. She's a hero that's trying to go into action to save her friend, and someone said your life is on the line. She's like, fuck my life. Yeah, that's kind of the way I took her attitude. And yeah, she did mention something about cells and she could either be talking about Carol Danvers. Right. She could be talking about Captain Marvel and how her Mm -hmm. cells were altered. Right. By the explosion. Right. Or she could be talking about her mother and her battling cancer. Whatever it was, she used that line to throw in a personal, you know what? I don't care. But really, it was my life's on the line, but it's always on the line. Who gives a shit? We got to do this. I got to go be a hero. That's that's the way I kind of took it, you know? Yeah, she finna get them powers, though. Yeah, she finna get them powers. So we'll look out for that. They're they're creating a lot of superheroes because the kids are coming in their own, too, with the powers. Like I said, you got Wiccan, who was wearing his little costume, just like in the comics. And then his brother, who Mm -hmm. was just as fast as Quicksilver. It was good times. uh, Now, my thing is, I'm just... I'm trying to figure out if these kids are actually real. Are they going to continue to exist once this is all over? Is it, like... Oh my god, the show just has so many questions. Yeah. And literally no answers yet. I think it is. I'm starting to kind of put a picture together about the director and Wanda. I feel like maybe Wanda was in on helping them with some sort of project and the director was doing a project maybe to create superpowered individuals because of the snap and how afraid he is of it. Remember he had that big speech about you weren't there for five years and what it took to keep right. the lights on. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had Vision's body and she knew exactly where it was. And it looked like they were going to use Vision's body to create maybe something. And she found out. Yeah. She was like, nope. And she took him and, and kind of fucked nope. off. <laughs> right? <laughs> but again, I think she was approached or seduced by something that is like enabling her to do this. And that could be the connection to the multiverse. But then you have Quicksilver act an extra sus. Like Quicksilver was like, how are you doing all this? You know? Yeah, the kids are a nice touch. Where were you hiding them? Yeah, were they just like asleep what? this whole time? And let's not talk about the moral implications of that. She's like, I don't really know how I'm doing it. 
and he was really curious. And I thought it was really interesting when she looked at him and for a slight second, he looked like dead Pietro. And the thing yeah. is, he didn't, he still didn't look like the actor that originally played him in the Marvel movies. He looked like the right. same actor playing him in Fox, but he looked dead. Right. That to me mm-hmm. tells me that maybe he is not really dead and neither is vision. She's just imprinting her trauma onto them. And somehow Vision and Quicksilver have been like Quicksilver, I, I feel like was either tugged from a multiverse or maybe he's a spy like a Cree because mm-hmm. they can shapeshift and right. they have access to a multiverse and are using the version of Quicksilver that they found. I don't know. Right. It's so confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And so I'm just still trying to figure out, OK, is it Cree? Is it aliens? Is it is it Mephisto? Is, is it the it multiverse? Mephisto? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. It is something big, though. Definitely. Yeah. And then one of the most but, crazy parts. You want to talk about Agnes? Uh, yeah. So uh, Vision, on his way to find the outskirts of the Hex, uh-huh. sees Agnes in her car. She's dressed up like a witch and she's just stopped and she doesn't know what's going on. And he, and he releases her. He touches her head and releases her mind. Uh-huh. And she's just like talking all types of nonsense. She's like, Vision, you're an Avenger. Oh my God, please help us. Uh, I don't know what's going on. And then she starts cackling like a witch. And then he, he's like, okay, this bitch. And then he turns <laughs> her back. Why, why and I'm like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Is she act? I'm like, is she acting? Is mm-hmm. this for real? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This show's mystery is they're crafting a really good mystery. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We know that she's aware of what's going on because she's talked about, you know, do you want to do that again? She's talked about the script. She's seen them use their powers from almost jump. And she's been kind of around and we've seen her be self-aware and talk to Vision and other people. Mm -hmm. So when he comes up and kind of zaps her head like he did with his friend at work and she's like, Vision, you're Avenger. Can you help us? And she's like, am I dead? And he's like, why would you say that? She goes, because you're dead. And then, then she starts kind of freaking out and laughing and stuff. I do think that was an act, and I think it was her telling him what he needed to hear to kind yeah. of continue to try to investigate, right? He kind of zaps her back, but I feel like she was kind of hamming that up, and I'm still suspicious yeah. of her. Yeah, Agnes is up to something because she's always acting sus. Even like, you, do you remember in the beginning of the episode, this is something I want to bring up, in the opening, she's bent over in the fridge, and, and the, on her butt it's written naughty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which obviously is kind of playing to her character, but it's also it's like, she up to something. I don't necessarily know if she's a bad guy anymore. I originally thought she was a bad guy, but now I'm wondering if maybe she's as caught up or as manipulated as Wanda is, but just knows a little bit more about the manipulation. And she's worried that if she rocks the boat too much, she'll get attacked or get Wanda hurt. So she's leaking clues to vision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm feeling this week. That's what I'm feeling this week. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, vision straight up just breaks out of the, Hex. Well, he yeah. tries to. He tries to. He walks and out of the hex. And it literally yeah. starts pulling him back in piece by piece. Piece it tears his ass apart. Yeah, and I was and the just director. Like, and all of them so... are out there just watching it, like, oh, hey, check that out. Yeah, and then Darcy's like, oh, you gotta help him. She ran up, and then they <laughs> cuffed her to the front of a car, and I was like, oh, guys. Right. And then uh, Wiccan, which is their son, he happens to uh, hear Vision in his head. Like crying yeah. out in pain, she's he's like, I think he's dying. And then <laughs> Pietro says, "What? Well, it's not like your dead husband can die again." And then she just straight up blast him. Yeah, and that's the last we him. see of him this episode. I know he got, he got so I'm like, annihilated. Like, like he just I I like, she threw him like fifty feet. Yeah, and she just stops everything, stops everyone, and then mm-hmm. proceeds to extend the hex. And I was like, oh, aggressively. Shit. Yeah. Yes. 
and like everything starts like a helicopter gets caught in it turns into a hot air balloon a bunch of the sword agents get turned into clowns and all their equipment and stuff gets turned into like carnival which i was like this is extremely creative and i really really like what's going on here yeah and and they're all just running like hell trying to get away from it i think the director gets away and then rambo and agent Wu gets away but unfortunately dr darcy is handcuffed to a car and they yeah, leave her she behind said, oh fudge <laughs> but she didn't say all oh, good she old, said the other the word the big fudge. word <laughs> she did. right right <laughs> I said the other one, the big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and the only other question there is is who is this mysterious engineer that Rambo knows? Oh, that's gonna yeah. help her get inside the hex. Right. She talks about. And a I'm like, this is gonna called. be somebody important. You think so? And if it's not, I'm gonna be upset because they they foreshadowed it for two episodes. Oh, they have, haven't they? Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be a big name. So it's gonna be a big name with her expanding the hex like that. I mean, it was already really difficult for her to control the area that she had. I feel mm-hmm. like it's gonna be busting at the seams next episode. Things are gonna come flying apart. Vision mm-hmm. already had his experience, and he's gonna be like, he's gonna have some words with Wanda. Quicksilver that may come to a right. head pretty soon. Right. You know what I mean? Kids' powers are are coming up now. Like it's. We're catching up to the the now. Like, what is the next one going to be? Modern Family. Hey, hey. <laughs> right. Well, I saw, I saw, and spoilers, I guess. I saw an article that said that one of the oh, episodes you know what? is going to be. I, I don't, I don't want to know. I haven't okay. read about it, so okay. Let, let me okay. be surprised. All right, but, but yeah, um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I think, I think by the end of the series, this whole hex thing is going to blow up and go around around worldwide, and then we're going to get mutants that way. Because if it's changing Monica's cellular structure. Uh-huh. And giving her powers, then uh-huh. I think it's going to give a few, well, not a few, but a lot of random people powers throughout the world. And then that's how we're going to get our mutants. And not Maybe. necessarily through a multiverse. Maybe. Yeah, I, think, I, I mean, I think that that's that's a smart Maybe. way to go. It's another worldwide snap type event. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, or at least a, a, large he- a large enough hex to get enough people in it to have. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Very interesting we'll stuff. See. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm excited. I think yeah. the next one's going to just be popping off. I mean, how many episodes are there this season? Eight? Nine. Nine. So we have three left. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited to see what happens next. I really am. And now I'm really, I'm a lot more excited for Falcon and Winter, Falcon Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for that. I was kind of blase about it at know. first. I was just like, I don't know. These two guys, they were kind of funny in Civil War, riffing off of each other, but how long can that last? But... I don't know. With right. everything I've seen with this, I'm just super excited to see what they get into. So, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Cool, cool. Well, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So, Derek, what have you been playing video game wise? I have been playing some more East Nine Monstrum Nux. Nox. Monstrum Nox. Monstrum and Nox. I am loving every minute of it. I think I might be liking it more than East Eight. Really? Because here's the thing. It, and I'm not going to get into spoilers, really, but it takes place basically in one city. It's a prison city, and then you end up like having to break into the prison and get people out, blah, blah, blah. But the way that the story progresses, there's like three main mysteries that are happening. Two that the characters are aware, aware of and need to solve, and one that only the player is aware of mm. and needs to figure out. Because when this thing first happens, I'm like, the fuck? wait what is happening right here and you know it's it's playing it like a 
kind of uh mainstream rpg as far as the mystery goes i'm like yo this is really interesting like i need to know what's happening with this but it's so fun i'm 17 hours in uh when did it come out the second yeah i think it came out the the second so i've I've actually got some pretty good hours in it i've been purposefully not working past five not because i want to play the game but just because you know i need to recharge i understand so yeah you gotta have work balance it's hard yeah, I've been waking up, doing my work, and when I go to pick up Nora, come home, that's done. Work is done. So, I've been having a lot more time to play. I actually took Wednesday off, and I played like seven hours. Yeah. And it was amazing. Love that. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm trying to get it beat before uh, Persona 5 Strikers comes out, because the reviews that has been getting got me really excited. They're like, you might as well throw a two in front of it. It's getting eights and nines out of ten. And this is something that's not a mainstream, like a really heavy mainstream game. It's a offshoot sequel of sorts. So yeah. it's very exciting to see uh, it getting that type of uh, praise, especially yeah, per- from like IGN and shit. So yeah, Persona Five Strikers looks to be one of the greatest Warriors games that's been made yet, just with mm-hmm. its reverence to the source material and the way it's designed. I've even heard you can't really mindlessly go through dungeons; like you really do have to pay attention to. Right how your weaknesses of the enemies and the strengths of the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Just like you would, there's some traversal in the dungeons again. And there was even some social moments. The only thing they really removed is the requirement to like fit in different stuff in your day. Like they have for aesthetics, the whole calendar system, but really Mm -hmm. things are signposted. So you don't have to worry about missing things or have to do multiple playthroughs, which I really appreciate. Not that I don't mind that kind of style of play with persona, but I'm the type of dude that wants to see everything all at once. So like my first playthrough, if I can. And so knowing right. that I have multiple playthroughs ahead of me, it's just like, ah, you know, it's just always, did I miss yeah. something? Did I make the wrong decision. Do I got to reload this save? And I don't have to worry about that with this game. So that's really cool. That's what, yeah. That's what YouTube is for though, as well though. True. True. Does persona five strikers come out on the 26th or the 28th? I think it's the 20th or 22nd, honestly. Oh, I thought it was later I, than that. Yeah, I know Bravely Default 2 comes out the 26th, but um, I actually went to Disc Replay to get it pre-ordered, and the pre-order was up, but they actually, they liked me so much that they were like, we'll, we'll still go ahead and order it for you. It's like, the 20th. Yes. Okay, yeah, so five days. So I have five oh. days to beat. <laughs> I have five days to beat East. I think I think I can do it. I mean, yeah. I hear it's about 30 plus hours, so. And don't sell yourself there. short. You have seven days. It's, uh, it's 13. Right. As a time oh, okay. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you got a week. You can do it. Wee. Week. Cool. I'm I'm very excited for it. Super excited. I'm gonna yeah. be playing probably through that on my Monday Night Brawler show. But it's so robust and so big. I'll probably be playing it casually too. Like I'll probably start yeah. two save files. I bet. So Definitely. I tried to do that with Zelda, but after a while, I was like, I can't keep up both of them. So, mm-hmm. um, but with this one, just the way it's structured, I feel like I'm gonna be able to. So we'll see. Nice. Cool. Well. Final Fantasy X's Revenge Quest continues, <laughs> and this sucks, man. I spent all week obsessively playing the game and maxing the stats for my mm. uh, my characters. I did three, since there's even like a party of three. I maxed the stats for, well, actually quite a few, because I did some other stuff too, but at least for Yuna, because she's the strongest character. Okay. And then Titus and Waka. Waka specifically, of course, uh, attack reels overdrive, because you do so many hits. Yeah. And I maxed attack, defense, magic, magic defense, agility, 
and evasion and accuracy all to 255. And Waka nice. and Yuna even have break HP limit, so they instead of 9,999 HP, they got like over 20,000 each. Yeah. And Yuna even has ribbon because I use my dark oh. matter for her. Yeah. So, mm. and I went and fought Dark Yojimbo, and it, the battle did take longer than just like a couple of hits, but I still got bodied. Because oh. he, he he kept dodging. Like, <laughs> oh, even yeah, with my accuracy guy. all the way up, apparently I have to increase my luck, too, to increase my accuracy further. Otherwise, right. I can't land a hit on him, hardly. And unfortunately, Damn. I wasn't queued up with Yuna to summon right before he did his Zanmato. And I didn't know that his Zanmato, for, and those who don't know, that's like the one-hit kill type move that Odin usually uses. Yeah. But Yojimbo uses it. I had auto life on my characters. It negates auto life. Damn. So when he did it, it killed all of us just outright and removed auto life so we didn't get revived. No, that sucks. And I just, I felt so dejected. I put the game down and I haven't picked it up since. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'll sorry. probably come back to it. Yeah, I know. I just took so long. I don't understand why there are not just one but multiple bosses, pretty much one for each summon in the game, that are this strong, that are in areas where you can accidentally bump into them, and there are they're in areas where they completely block off entire areas of the game until you defeat them. It yeah. just feels extremely unfair. Like, the international version kind of sucks for that. Like, I, <laughs> I like it. You know, the monster arena is really cool because you go and you catch all the monsters or whatever, and then the guy creates new monsters off of that, and that's how you can get, like, mm -hmm. late-game equipment and secret items, but the monsters are tough, right? But you yeah. have to go to the monster arena and actually fight them there. You don't... they You know, you're not, like, walking down the street and one pops out of the alley like, what, you thought you were right. going to go to your childhood home? Fuck you! And then kills you immediately. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is Bahamut's house. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, the optional bonus dungeon where Marlboro, like, you know, surprise ambushes you with bad breath and then you kill yourself because you're confused and berserk. That yeah. doesn't happen unless you go to the optional dungeon. You know, so right. you can do a little preparation, you know, get somebody with first strike and then summon or run away, whatever you want to do. But at least it's not... I mean, it's a little bit of a surprise, but it's a lesson that you learn pretty quickly in that dungeon. Whereas, you just want to go back to Besaid, can't. You can't even enter the right. village. Not until you Damn. defeat Dark Valifor. It sucks. Damn. So I'm a little pissed about that. This is the most powerful. Like, I've never actually gone through the entire sphere grid with every single character before, like I have here, and then went back in and filled in the sphere grid with more spheres in order to max out their stats. I've never done that on any right. version of the game. It's kind of neat to Ooh. see, but the fact that doing that isn't even, even enough. Then. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the thing with Dark Yojimbo specifically, other Aeons, I think you have to beat once. Dark Yojimbo, you have to beat like at least five times, possibly more. Because he'll zip around this cavern that he's in and you have to keep defeating oh, him no. until he like quits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, wish me luck, man. Wish you could just pay him enough to quit. Right. Yeah. Like bribe him. I can't imagine mm -hmm. it. Like you usually in order for a successful bribe, you got to bribe. You have to give the enemy 10 times the amount of their HP and gill. Considering oh. that you'd have to hit Yojimbo 17 times with a 99,999 attack. I don't know if there's enough money I could get. I think I'd hit my money cap before I could bribe him. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's insane. Wish me luck with that. I love that game so yeah, much that I do want to do it. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. So we'll see. Right. Monday Night Brawlers. I played Guardian Heroes. You heard of that game? Uh, Guardian Heroes. Guardian Heroes. 
Sounds like a Saturn game. It is a Sega Saturn game. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I have. Guardian Heroes was developed by Treasure, the same guys who did Gunstar Heroes and uh, Stretch Panic and a bunch of other wild and crazy games. Mm. And they did a port to Xbox Live Arcade a while back. And that's the version that I played on my old Xbox 360. Oh, okay. And I hadn't actually touched it before. It's really good. It plays yeah, no a lot Saturday. like Fatal Fury or Street Fighter. As far as like, like it's a brawler, but it has fighting moves. You know, your quarter circles, right. your down forwards, your, your back down forward, and all that other stuff to do like extra moves. Mm-hmm. And you have three different attack buttons, light, medium, and heavy. And you, in okay. order to jump, you have to press up and you have a button that's like literally just a dash back. Right. right. And it's got a very robust story. Like there was a lot of cutscenes and dialogue and there's a lot of like different decisions that you can make to get different endings. They have a morality system where, like, you know, do you want to go the long way around or do you want to cut through the village and some innocent people might get hurt? That type of thing. Cut through that village, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it has a lot of different game modes, too. Like, there's this arena mode where you can go and they just kind of pour in a bunch of different monsters from the game to attack you. Like, it's insane. And you see how long you can last. And they have the story mode and, and different stuff like that and practice mode. And I tried pretty much all the modes and all the different characters that, you know, didn't need to be unlocked, so to speak. Yeah, there's one that looks just like Cloud, by the way. It's really weird. But uh, yeah, I had a ton of fun with it. I would recommend it if anybody can stick their hands on it. I don't know if you can still buy it on Xbox Live Arcade. Probably not, honest. but if you have a Sega Saturn, you can get it, but you're going to be paying a little pretty penny for it. Oh, yeah. How much is uh, Guardian Heroes going for? Is that what you're Googling uh, right now? I, yeah, I'm about to figure it out, but I think it's somewhere around 150 Wow. Yeah, it's Sega Saturn games. They're like, besides 32X games in the box mm-hmm. or in the mm-hmm. case, Sega Saturn is like the highest of the high. Wow. Guardian Heroes, Saturn. Yeah, the oh, console shit. itself Oof. didn't do well. Poor Sega, man. So many ill-fated consoles that were pretty decent in their time, but they just they were either bridging the gap between technology or they just didn't take hold or get a good audience, you know? Because Dreamcast yeah. isn't a bad system. Right. It's just it's anywhere from one fifty to two hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. Again, I don't know if they delisted it or not, but if you can find it on Xbox Live Arcade, I think it's worth it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So. Nope. I uh, I got it on sale a few weeks ago. I got that game called I think it's pronounced Gray. It's spelled G R I S, but people call it Gray. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's it's one of those indie games. It's kind of like oh, this is an allegory for depression, that type of thing. And oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Is this food for Daddy? Oh, you're the best, buddy. Thanks. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, let's say they just brought me some food. Oh, so, yeah. um, yeah, it's kind of like an allegory for depression. And, you know, those can hit or miss. It does definitely mm-hmm. has a mood. Like, when you first start your character, if you try to jump or press any other buttons besides walk forward, they'll just slump down like I can't, you know? And then eventually, really? through gameplay, you get access to a color. Like, you can now see red. <laughs> Whereas before, <laughs> everything's kind of muted and faded out. And it's, right. or gray. you know, if you're in the mood for it, it's pretty fun. I played it for a couple of hours. I'll probably finish it. But it's like a it's like a before-bed type game, you know, where you put the headphones on right. and just kind of get into it. It's not going to be for everybody. But it goes on sale pretty often for, like, six or seven bucks. And I'd recommend it. I had a good time with it. And I'm, you know, planning on playing more of it. So... Dope. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. I have officially 100%ed that game. All the trophies, Ooh. platinum, including the DLC. The last DLC was bugged. 
there was a mm. mission that would not finish after I completed it in the third DLC. It was where you like save supplies that this soldier is going to take to Sokovia or whatever. And I looked online, mm-hmm. a lot of other people were having it trouble with it too. And I tried reloading it. I tried different save files. I tried doing different missions in a different order. I tried all kinds of different things. And then at one point when I finished the mission and I was swinging through the world and nothing was coming up and the mission wouldn't like, like I got experience points for it, but it just in the actual mission list, it won't say it's, it says it's active and now the other oh. icons come back up, you know? Right. And I'm just swinging through Manhattan dejectedly, just like, oh, man, this sucks. And then it right. finally, like, completed. It just took, like, a good five Randomly. minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was like, yay! Because that would have literally been, like, one trophy off from getting all of them. And that just, I it would sit right with me. So mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I mean, we talked about, I think you warned me that Marvel Spider-Man Remastered was reportedly bricking PS5s if people put the PS5 in sleep mode while that game is running. Yeah. If you recall that, I never did that. I always saved it and shut the game completely off before I put it in sleep mode. Because I was like, I'm not even going to chance it. I don't even put, I don't even use rest mode because it's almost like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Um. Well, I, I, I think there's, I mean, because you get in the game a lot faster. You know, you don't have to wait, well, yeah, wait but through all the booting up like, and everything. Yeah, but. And it I mean, charges your controller. I only have one PS5 controller. Oh, I guess that's true. I, I, I charge my controllers on a separate uh, charging dock, so. Oh, I see. I don't think about that. Yeah, I, for for the longest time, I've had more than one PS4 controller, so I just have a controller charging while I'm playing PS4, and then I, if I run out of batteries, I just switch the two, right? Mm-hmm. But with PS5, I don't have that luxury right now because I haven't bought a second controller, so sometimes I'll leave it on sleep mode to charge the controller. And sometimes I know I'm definitely going to come back to it later that day, and so I'll put it in sleep mode, and then just jump right back into the game a lot faster. You know what I mean? Like, oh, literally within seconds. Yeah. It feels like back in the day when you popped a Genesis cartridge in, you know? Yeah. Remember that? When you pop a game in and just start playing it? And just start it, yes. No remember, updates, no nothing. Remember X-Men 2, Clone Wars, where they didn't even give you a title screen? You just started the first level, and then you got your right. title screen You're after the there. first level? You're in there. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to try to eat some of this before it gets cold. Jesus Christ. What is it? It's two burritos and a thing of nachos. The Taco Bell? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Send one of those my way. <laughs> <laughs> Send another one of my way. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm going to... Okay. I'm going to try to do what I can here. And if I... Uh, if you hear a bunch of stuff coming through from me, just let me know. I'll stop and repeat what I have to say. I'm going to try to do this quietly if I can or cut the mic while you're talking okay. so I can eat. All right. So I also... You know, I've been playing Control lately. I talked about it a little bit last week. I platinumed Control this week. All right. Yeah, so I'm getting it in. I want to clarify something I said about the DLC. Remember last week how I said one of the DLCs was bad because it's just like monster closets and arena fights and the other one was about Alan Wake? Mm-hmm. That was actually a DLC called or AWE or Altered World Event is how it's, you know, in the game. That was right. the same DLC. It's all in the same package. Aww. That's oh, okay, much better. Cool. That's much better. Right. And the second <laughs> DLC is actually called The Foundation, and it's a completely different story in a different area of the uh, oldest house. And they even give you new powers and stuff like that, and there's new enemies oh, in that cool. one too. So the DLC in that game is solid across the board. I don't have anything yeah. bad to say about it. There's some really cool side missions that I really got into. The game overall is great. It's hard. It's really difficult. I've heard some people who thought it was so hard they just quit playing it because it got really frustrating for them. 
I think it you have to be very careful about how you level up your character, but luckily you can respec any time and it doesn't cost that much to do it. Okay. And I think you just you need to get with the flow of using your service weapon, which is that gun that can switch to different gun modes and maybe yeah. your shield and your dodging and your telekinesis throwing objects around, right? And the other different right. powers that you get. And you definitely want to stop and do the side quest because the only way that you can level up in that game is through ability points that you get from either uh, completing main quests, completing side quests, or finding hidden areas. So exploration and taking your time to go through that game and actually doing the side quests and looking around and picking up items to catch the side quest, vitally important. If you try to rush through that game and or you try to do just the main story, you're going to get your ass kicked. And I think that's what a yeah. lot of people are running into probably. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice on control. Let's see three more games. I played a lot of games this week. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game podcast, folks. Let's talk about yeah. video games. Fire Emblem, the NES version, Shadow Dragon, whatever the fuck it's called. I bought yeah. it. I said I was going to buy it. I bought it because so, I know it's going away on the 31st. It's, mm. it's a good port, you know? I mean, it's translated. You got bookmarks, save states, right? You can actually rewind turns if you fuck up. But it's still good. an old-ass NES strategy game. So, I mean, unless you're just going to Fire Emblem school because you're a huge fan... Or right. you you actually played it back in the day, like a bootleg translated version, and you want to play it more legitly. I don't think it's a must for Fire Emblem fans in order to get the most out of it. You already kind of know the story, or you can get it, like you said, on YouTube. That's what YouTube's for. But I, I'm glad I have it. It's a little piece of history that I might pick up and play occasionally, like I do when I you know do like the Nintendo games I already have on there and stuff like that. Something you play for five minutes for funsies, that type of thing. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Lost in Vivo, I'm almost done. I think this next episode of Friday Night Frights, this upcoming week for this Friday, I'm going to be finishing Lost in Vivo. It is so freaky and scary. Actually, my friend that recommended it popped on the stream last night, and he's like, I never actually played this. This is creepy. I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) It's like an FPS Silent Hill. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and figuring things out and fighting the different monster types. It's very creative. And there's a lot of different elements of horror in that game. And, you know, it's low graphics and pixelated feels like it could be a PS one game almost, but in a good way. And I'm having, I'm having a ton of fun with it. So highly recommend it. Nope. Cyber shadow. My last episode was this week because I just got, but da 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 that's like Ninja Gaiden. It's good stuff. It's crazy hard. Oh, my God. You want to watch yeah. me die over and over again and cry about it, go to my YouTube channel or go to Twitch because I think all the episodes are still on Twitch. Watch me play Cyber Shadow for a bit if you like to see me suffer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, man. That's all, all I got right. for uh, games we play. What, what you got for gaming news? Because while you're talking about gaming news, I'm going to eat this burrito. All right. Well, gaming news isn't going to last very long, so you better start chewing quickly. <laughs> so we got I'm, a I'm, I'm chewing so quickly, I'm, I'm, I swear to God. <laughs> we got a release date trailer for Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. It 
it will release on June 11th for the PlayStation 5. And I can't wait to get a PS5 so I can play Ratchet and Clank because I love Ratchet and Clank. I love it. But I don't have a PS5. And I want one. You said it was June 11th? June 11th. So excited! Yeah, I feel like I should have one by June. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Like, it should be in my house by June. But it probably won't be. And that's okay. But Visualize some other news. And make it happen. Right. Make it better. Speaking into existence. That's right. So, another thing. Big news. Big news for PC players. Kingdom, The whole entire Kingdom Hearts series is heading to the Epic Game Store as an exclusive on March 30th. Even Dream so you're Drop getting... Distance, the director's oh, yeah. cut, Yoshinoro Part 2, 250 yep. slash over two days. Yep. I'm going to run through them. You're getting Kingdom Hearts 1, Here 2, we go. 3, Recoded, Rechain of Memories, 358 Days Over 2, Birth by Sleep, 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Dream Drop Distance. Like, there's so many of them. <laughs> the what only thing you're Melody not getting are the mobile versions. Are you oh, mom? yes. Melody of Memory as well. Cool. Yep, you're getting Melody of Memory as well. So PC players will be able to experience the confusion, the love, and everything that is the Kingdom Hearts story, gameplay, and overall anime-ness. The confusion, the love, the belts. Right. <laughs> so many belts. So many buckles. Experience the belt buckles. Mm-hmm. And whenever prepare I hear... to enter your new sanctuary. <laughs> whenever I hear Melody of Memory, I always think of uh, Melodies of Life, I think it's called. It's the theme song from Final Fantasy IX. Mm. I don't oh, particularly like theme that songs song, from... but it gets stuck it gets stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah, speaking of theme songs from Final Fantasy, so Vicky was playing uh, some sort of game where you, on her mobile phone, on her iPhone, Jesus Christ, mobile phone, uh, <laughs> you pour stuff out of a beaker into another beaker and you have to get the colors matching. But for the ad for the game, it's literally to Xanarkand, mm-hmm. the music playing. It's literally just like, uh, oh, how does it go again? Because I got Berserk music stuck in my head now. <laughs> oh, you know, the to Xanarkand, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I love Berserk so much. Every time you say it, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm, if you want me to just act like an idiot, just be like, "Hey, Mike, Berserk music." Oh, Berserk music. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I know what. Be. Yeah, I know how two two can goes. Obviously, because I've been playing that game lately. But I want to continue. Right. Eating, so I'm just gonna let you twist for a bit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's a. And I'm just laying in the bed like, who the fuck is playing Final Fantasy X? <laughs> And that's the crazy thing he's, about he's laying the, music. You're, you're laying in the bed like, listen to my story. Right. This may be our last chance. <laughs> right. This may be our last chance. <laughs> voice acting was so bad. Was but so also bad. good. I miss early voice acting in games because for those who don't know, Final Fantasy X was the very first Final Fantasy to be voice acted. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was bad, but it was so good. But it was bad, but it was also good. I love Japanese but really people like, directing yeah. English people to speak. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Titus is the absolute worst voice on of the group. But uh, Waka with his, uh, hey, brother, <laughs> sin is our punishment for letting the Machina get out of hand, y'all. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> Who are you? You out of bed, eh? How come you didn't tell right. me that they were out of bed? Dirty right. out of bed. <laughs> Stupid Machina. Yeah. 
just a daily reminder that Wonka was racist. If Wonka worked for Disney, he would get fired. Hell yeah, quick. That's probably why he didn't get a a main credit in Kingdom Hearts. He just got to be one of the kids. He just made him one of the kids. (laughs) Yeah, before like developed his prejudice. People right. What about Waka? We can have him. <laughs> we can have him in the uh, Hercules stage, following around Sora. No, we're gonna pick Orin. Waka's racist. He can be on Destiny Islands. <laughs> I love that they made Orin a character like in oh the afterlife, God, like so in the cool. underworld. That was so thematically appropriate. Yeah. And I, I love me some Orin anyways. He's one of my favorite characters in that game. Yeah, and that's why Kingdom Hearts Two is my favorite game of all time. But do you anyway. know there was a planned? There is a planned prequel. For Final Fantasy X, so you could run through the world oh, as Braska, Jack, and Orin. How cool would that have been? Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure that. why they didn't go through with it, but I maybe mean, because they hate money, but... Yeah, and who's to say we'll never get it, but we'll probably yeah. never get it. <laughs> We're getting further and further away from it, for sure, because there's not many people that yeah. remember it like we do, but... Right. Bro. But, um... Yeah, man, so Kingdom Hearts headed to the Epic Game Store. <laughs> cool. And some more news. The yeah. Last of Us series has cast its Joel and its Ellie. Mm. And the results may shock you. Or you might just be like, okay. <laughs> or you may even say, that's not my Joel. But nobody cares because you have two whole games with Joel. Uh, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian has been cast as Joel. And Bella Ramsey, who played Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones, that was the young head of the Mormont clan, is going to be Ellie. Now, are you done eating your burrito? Yeah, I'm on to nachos now. Okay. Put the nachos down for a second and tell me what you think about this casting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leanna Mormont in Game of Thrones was so cool. I love her. I love how she, like, mm-hmm. fucking killed that giant when he crushed her. He was like, she was like, fuck you. Yeah. She was so badass for this little girl, right? And right. I hope she can do a good American accent. I'm sure she can. Right. She's an actor. But, like, I'm excited to see what she'll do. Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. was in Game of Thrones, too. Yeah. He was, he was Oberyn uh, Martell. Oberyn, yep. Yeah, he had his uh, eyes gouged out by the mountain. Yeah, and I saw that, uh, I was watching Double Toasted, and they were like, why didn't they pick Jamie Lannister for Joel? And I was like, you know what, that actually, <laughs> he oh. actually probably would fit that very well. Yeah, Pedro Pascal's that, uh, hot right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's a yeah, everything. He's, but, yeah, uh, he's, he's, a, he's actually a great money. actor, but you're right. I, I yeah. wonder Jamie Lannister actually wouldn't have been a bad Joel either. Yeah, and like I, I and I'm sure a lot of people are like, you're making Joel Latino? This is ridiculous. But you're lucky you're getting a Latino Joel and not a full-on black one because rumor has it that HBO actually offered Mahershala Ali, who will be playing Blade in Marvel's upcoming Blade film, the role of Joel first. And he said no. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, I know what gamers yeah. are like. I don't want that fucking smoke. Little racist-ass right? bastards. <laughs> and, who's, and who's to say that he even knows what the last of us was but i'm sure he looked it up if he didn't and was like oh hell no i ain't about to have my i ain't about to have my twitter my email lit up right hell no hell no i don't need it and you know if they would have gone with mahershala i'd have been like i'd be like that's dope yeah Yeah, but then i also would have been like oh man this is gonna suck yeah we we, we have opinions on giving you know black people work in hollywood we are for it 100 percent. right um it's like why why would you make joel black first year Spoiler alert, spoiler alert for The Last of Us 2. First you kill him in The Last of Us 2, and then you make him black and effectively kill him again. First you make one of those transgenders kill him. Right. Yeah. 
which I mean, obviously Abby's not trans, but I've I've heard that as like a a thing where people right. are like woo woo, and it's just like oh god, why are people so? I get it when you like you lambast somebody and go over the top with them, not immediately getting on board with a new concept. Like mm-hmm. I, again, to bring up Gina Carano, when people had criticized her about not having her pronouns in her Twitter bio, because a lot of people were doing that. I think I eventually did it too. Not because I felt the pressure to, but because mm-hmm. it's a way to support trans people who kind of need our support. You know, like they're a targeted group. They're a marginalized group. People, they're just now kind of coming into their own and, and getting their rights sorted out and people still murder them just for existing. Like that's still a thing mm-hmm. that happens in large parts of the world, including the U.S. So... Yeah. It's such a small thing for me to be like he him, you know what I mean? Right. But when she yeah. was when she was you know confronted about it, she wrote beep boop bop in her uh, her Twitter oh. profile. Oh, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she thought it was cute. Though, oh, that's you know that's that's bad. Yeah, I mean it's just one of the many things that she's done. But she just said, like, I am a R two unit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And I mean, it's all well and good. Like people get on people's cases like, oh, it's just jokes. No one should be above being joked about. But it's just like when you joke about someone who's being killed for merely existing the way that they exist and you constantly mock them, it lends credence to people dehumanizing them. And when you dehumanize a group, it's easier to hurt them. Like that's what it leads to. Mm -hmm. There's a path here. You know, I think Yoda Mm -hmm. said it best. Fear leads to... Anger, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to being a douchebag on Twitter. I don't know exactly what right. the quote was, but you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. And she yeah. should have fucking better, well known better. So that's all I got to say yeah. about that. But uh, no, I'm actually excited. I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor. I love him in The Mandalorian. Even though Wonder Woman 84 was terrible, he was eating mm-hmm. up the scenery in that movie and doing the best he could. He was like, it's good. But it could be better. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this movie could definitely be better, Pedro. Right. But um, <laughs> no, I, I think he's great. And he actually has a lot of range. I could totally see him playing like an old grizzled Texan easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he can pull that off. Uh, I'm more worried if Bella Ramsey can really capture Ellie's spirit because she starts off kind of meek and innocent unsure of herself and and scared and she only grows into kind of the badass that we see in the sequel over the course of you know several hours of gameplay so we'll have to see kind of what kind of range bella is going to bring to the role as ellie that's what i'm curious to see so yeah we also don't know the direction that they're going to go with these characters so i mean we'll see i honestly don't think we need a last show i mean a video game is like the highest point of storytelling and interactivity that you can have in my opinion so to then make it a series on hbo it's like well i've already played this game for 40 plus hours and fell in love with these characters and felt their struggles and just went through their whole journey with them and now i'm just about to go through it again watching some other people and not interacting with it i don't know i don't think it's necessary but it'll i'm sure it'll do well and it'll be good and Hopefully we don't get the Game of Thrones treatment, the final season Game of Thrones treatment. <laughs> right, we're final few seasons really, but yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna treat it like an adaptation, like the thing in the in the '60s, and then the remake in the in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Or was the thing in the '70s? I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, like you remake a movie, either update it for modern times, or you have a different spin on it. Yeah. And to me, 
I don't want a one-to-one translation of the game, obviously. I do want them to take it and make it their own and kind of use the game as the backdrop and the inspiration. Mm -hmm. But as long as they kind of nail the tone, and like you said, it's not really needed. I think the video game kind of was the apex of that tone. But in a different medium, they can explore it in different ways. And if they do it, like you said, they do a good job with it and it's a great show. Cool. I love a good show. And I'm already familiar with the material and I'm into the concept. I'm okay with that. You know, yep. we need to see I what saw... they do with big boss characters. <laughs> so Right. I saw a YouTuber uh, say, as soon as Abby shows up, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, you yeah. Chill you out. Be a big baby about it, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Who's going to play Abby, you think? I don't know, man. I know the uh, voice actor for Abby actually did a cosplay of her and really killed it. So she could honestly probably do it. I'm not chewing you on nachos. You don't nachos yet? No. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm going to smash them real quick so I can just continue talking. Yeah, do that, do that, do that. We are actually, uh, I didn't think we were going to get this far into it. Yeah, I know. I noticed. Time-wise, but hey. Are you sure you're not enjoying the nachos? Because, you know, I got a few bites left. I'm going to try to power through. There you go. Do it. I'm seeing a picture. Oh, yeah. Mukbang. Hmm. I'm seeing a picture right now of someone that made a cake to look like an Amazon Prime box. <laughs> oh, that's so creative. Leave on their like, porch so somebody can dig their, their hands box. into it. Right. I'm like, oh, God. This isn't a PS5. <laughs> There's this famous YouTuber. I can't remember his name, but he's successful because he's got like a lot of money and he got a lot of views and shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and people will clip his YouTube videos and put it on Facebook, steal it. You know, you know, you're, you know you're huge and people are stealing your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he designed these packages to explode in like stinky, like fart gas and glitter when you open them. And he had cameras in so he could see it happen to the people and put them out on the yeah. porches, people to pick up. I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> it was really, it was a really cool, satisfying revenge style video. Nice. I have no sympathy for package dealers. Like that is right. That is, I mean, there are definitely lower things you can do, but not many. Holy crap. Right. All right. I'm almost done. I'm going to wash my mouth out here. So, yeah, uh, I think Ronda Rousey might be able to play a good Abby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. She I might mean, be too know. old, though. But, I don't know. she got baby face. I've only she seen her cheap. in uh, Fast and the Furious. I, I saw her like, in Expendables kind of 3. Okay. She wasn't, like, a super great actor. But maybe, I mean, it was Expendables 3. It wasn't right. Schindler's List. You know what I mean? Like, they're not demanding the <laughs> exactly. best of their people. Mm-mm. So, I don't know. Well, cool. Cool. Well, let's get on to the rest of the news here, then. So... Bravely Default 2 is coming out. And this is less news, more than just kind of, you know, our mutual interest. We were talking about it earlier, you know, whether or not we're going to get it. Are you going to get it at launch? I think it drops, what, February 26th? Yeah. No, I'm not going to get it at launch. Myself, I haven't played the first game. I always was always on my radar, but now it's a little on the expensive side, and I literally never see it. So it's one of those harder-to-find 3DS games. But mm-hmm. um, it always interests me. The new one looks has the same aesthetic as World of Final Fantasy, which kind of caught my eye. So I'm going to try yeah. out that final demo that they came out with and see if I like it. But Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's just a little cool, cutesy-looking RPG, JRPG, and I'm, I'm always down for that. I did play the first one. I loved it. It has a job system, like you said, a la Final Fantasy, and it's got this brave default system where you can gather points during battle that you can use to take extra turns or gift to others for taking extra turns 
or you can use the points in a single turn to like buff up an attack or or an mm -hmm. action. So it lads a lot of strategy, and it immediately just from jump has a fast forward button, so you can speed up the battles. Oh yeah. So when you're doing some grinding and things are getting a little monotonous, you can speed it up, do it a lot faster, which is great. Um, Very nice. The pacing was excellent because of that, and I found that I was able to get my characters in late game shape relatively quickly once I got to that point. It deals with time and time loops a little bit. I'm not going to spoil the story or anything here, but I will say that it gets a bit meta in a good way. And you almost have to figure some things out in order to break out of a particular cycle that it kind of locks you into. So it, it hints at things a little bit, but the turn it takes at the end, you're just like, yo, <laughs> like, it's really cool. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the ending is dope. So for those who can get a hold of it or have a good friend that will loan them the 3DS and the game, hint, hint, uh, mm. I recommend <laughs> playing it. But again, I'm not right. going to force you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 probably not gonna get it at launch either, but it's on my radar. It's something I want to play sometime this year. You know, I love me. I think we both do. We love ourselves some some JRPGs, even the turn-based ones. So yeah, this is gonna be the year of JRPGs for me. You think so? Yeah, all that's coming out, I really feel like it's JRPGs. And I'm gonna play them all. Try and play them all. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. That's probably gonna be after Persona Five Strikers if something else doesn't come out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that, a timeline so. in my head, but there are definitely games I know that I'm going to play this year. You know, God of War, Ragnarok, Ragnarok Ratchet & Clank, oh, yeah. Resident mm -hmm. Evil Village, Persona 5 Strikers, uh, Bravely Default. I'm trying to think of what else. Like, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, or, or um, you know, Ease 9, my copy, comes out in the summer, I think, for Switch. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, the last thing on gaming news. So... We heard recently, a day or two ago, about some new trademarks surfacing from Nintendo. It's making the rounds within the community and in the news sites. Phantom Hourglass, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, and Wind Waker are all getting 2021 trademarks. Mm. And a lot of people are speculating because this year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, just like last year was the 35th of Mario. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are speculating we might get ourselves a Legend of Zelda 3D All-Star style game releasing pretty oh. soon. And mm. I'm all about it. If you got a 3D All-Stars HD re-release Zelda set, what would you want to be in it? Well, I honestly have not played or beaten any Zeldas besides uh, I've played a little bit of Breath of the Wild, and that's about it. But from what I hear, probably Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, and... Twilight Princess would be the ones that I would mm. want in that. Okay. That yeah. Long. I I've played a few. I, I beat Wind Waker on the GameCube. And oh yeah, Wind Waker. The, That's the yeah. One. They have the Wii U version I never got because I was thinking they're gonna release it for Switch eventually. I know they are. I know they are. Right. They don't they're stupid. Yeah. I never played Phantom Hourglass or any of like the mobile ones aside from there was that one that came out for 3DS that was kind of like a um, the SNES one. I can't remember what it was called, though. Legend of Zelda. Um, Link to the Past. Link to the Past. Thank you. Yep. I played like three quarters of the way through that, but I had to return it to my friend I borrowed it from. And I went through Ocarina of Time way back in the day on the GameCube when I had that little collector's set. Mm -hmm. But I, I would like to see, just because I haven't played through them, like <clears throat> it, 
it would be great if Wind Waker was on it because I think that that needs to be on it. But just for me personally, so I have access to play them again or play fin finally finish them, I would want to see Link to the Past, Skyward Sword, and Twilight Princess on a set. And you know, let's shoot the moon. Just add Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and, and Majora's Mask on there. Just make <laughs> right. a huge set, right? Or like a volume one, volume two type thing. I don't know. But yeah, the ones I want to actually go back and try and, and play would be Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, and A Link to the Past, I think would be cool. So we'll see. Yeah, they'll probably uh, release all of them individually. You think <laughs> so? Make them so much money, yes. Yeah. They go, we're only going to sell these for six months and then we're putting them back in the right. vault. Fuck you. We're only, we're only selling them for 30 days, baby. <laughs> Get out I hope there. they learn some <laughs> lessons from the feedback of 3D All-Stars and do a better job when they do the ports, though. Because 3D yeah. All-Stars was a bit underwhelming, mm -hmm. I have to admit. It, I mean, it was cool yeah. that they did it and then kind of announced it out of nowhere, but I was still kind of like, eh, you know? I literally, I played it for, I played each game for just a few minutes and then I just kind of put it up, so. Yeah. Yeah. I played a sizable amount of 64 and Sunshine, but, you know, mainly because me and Ben were hanging out. And Sunshine I actually really like. I'm going to get into Galaxy proper pretty soon because I have them on Wii, Galaxy 1 and 2. But I just really... Wii was one of those systems I got late in its life cycle and never, never really got a chance to sink my teeth into a lot of the games that I caught up with or bought. You know, so yeah. mm -hmm. we'll see. Cool. Well, this week, Derek, I just got to know, what you feeling? I am feeling a YouTube channel by the name of RDC World One. If you are at all interested in anime, nerddom, video games, anything, you've probably heard of them. It's a group of black YouTubers that basically do a bunch of skits about anime and video games and sports. And it's just all around uh, very entertaining. Uh, I was telling you earlier, they can't act for shit, but that's part of their charm. <laughs> and when you <laughs> when you watch one of their videos, you'll be like, Oh my god, this is bad, but it's actually really good. Uh, <laughs> like they do uh, this one series called Anime House, where they all budget cosplay as different anime characters, and they act like they're living in a house, kind of like a real world mm -hmm. scenario. Yeah. And the latest one that just came out, uh, Anime House Five, they actually uh, released it, and within 24 hours, they did like 1.2 million views. Like this wow. is how they're very popular. So to the point where they actually had LeBron retweet. Uh, one of their videos, LeBron That's James, because cool. they did a video about uh, <laughs> uh, one of these players going to another team and making a super team, and he's like, what is going on? I'm 36. Quit passing me the ball. <laughs> 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 he just kept saying, I'm 36 over and over again. <laughs> 36. <laughs> uh, and he retweeted it and said, I'm 36. Cry laughing face. So it's really dope, but in the latest anime house, they have like the cartoon characters that don't get any respect because they mm. want to be anime so bad. So mm. like you got Aang and you got Robin from Teen Titans, Ben 10, Samurai Jack, basically all the really good American cartoons. And they break into the house and start fighting the anime characters because they're like, we're tired of you treating us like shit. <laughs> we're anime, damn it. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Man. That sounds Already like some Newgrounds type shit, but like in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. And like I said, they can't act for shit, but it's mm. it's very charming. So uh, give them a, a like and subscribe. <laughs> smash yeah, that like I, button, baby. Smash that like, smash that subscribe. Hit the bell so you can get notifications. Right. If you don't, you, you can tell we never watched any of our videos before. <laughs> at all. Yeah. This 
video sponsored by Raycon earbuds and Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> You're literally wearing Raycons right now, aren't you? I know, I know. Yeah. Raycons, baby. Not sponsored. We're not we sponsored. love you, Ray J. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day we'll have ads, and if we do, I hope you'll forgive us. Uh, you know, whatever yeah. we can to grow. But at this point, ain't nobody trying to advertise. <laughs> the only people right. trying to advertise is our platform, but they're not trying to pay us anything. So I'm like, why would I interrupt my video for no money? I'm good. Right. <laughs> Thanks, sense. anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. Um, what are you feeling? Oh boy. So I'm feeling something on YouTube too. You know, I haven't been feeling a whole lot of new things lately. I can't wait until this pandemic is over because I feel like we're all gonna we're gonna go out and have proper lives again and get into things and learn things. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in this holding pattern. You know what I mean? Just walk around my yeah. house and look outside and go, "Oh, we have a fence," and then walk around right. again. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, I you know both of us are big fans of Video Game Donkey, right? Mm -hmm. One of the more prolific video game YouTubers out there, Video Game Donkey. And his wife, Leah B, has her own YouTube channel. She's got around okay. like a little over 250,000 subscribers, so it's substantial. Oh, you know, okay. she's got yeah. a decent amount of videos. Her stuff is more lifestyle stuff, and it's her just hanging out with Jason, aka Video Game Donkey, and doing silly shit like eating yummy nummies, which is those mm -hmm. little cookable things that you can, the kids used to be able to make that they discontinued because they're gross. <laughs> right. Or. <laughs> doing like uh painting challenges solving crossword puzzles playing video games together just doing husband and wife shit and mm -hmm. i mean it's funny because they have really good chemistry together and leah b is like a really sweet person you've probably heard if you watch video game donkey videos she's in them sometimes she has a really high-pitched cute voice uh-huh and she like cracks up at everything he says uh you can yeah. tell they have a, like a decent relationship but i don't know i just it's feel good. It's kind of like a feel good channel. I, I like watching them hang out and laugh and, and goof off and I've been getting really into it. So, cool. and my wife has actually broached me about us doing like a lifestyle channel too. Like us just kind of doing stuff together and filming it. I'm like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? What if, what if Vicky was into like, Hey babe, let's record our interactions. Let's, let's, let's cook a cake and record it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, no, she that? legit is like we. She's like we could have our own show. We could have our own YouTube channel. I'm like, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> then I just move on. Cause I, I got the ultimate. Time. I got the ultimate show. What we need to do is we need to get like a duplex, and then one of us lives on the bottom half, and one of us lives on the top, and then we have a mm -hmm. show where we like, it's like, like couples hanging out. So, yeah, and then we're all doing shit together. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, and then and then we could talk about how weird it is that two of us are always into like one thing and the other two are the exact opposite. Like you and I are yeah. always doing inappropriate accents at ethnic restaurants or mm -hmm. me and Vicky's really into sushi <laughs> and y'all rather order anything else off the menu. Just different shit like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're good times. Like speaking of, she ordered uh, Indian food last night. Mm -hmm. uh, I told her she'd get Indian food for Valentine's day. That was cool. And uh, cause she's been waiting to get it forever. And it was just so gross. <laughs> No, <laughs> like no the uh marsala the chicken marsala was yeah. really good like that's pretty much all i eat that they right. have yeah indian indian food wise but uh everything else was and, and the naan naan i love naan naan's really non good yeah yeah but other than that like the uh oh i forget what else was even in it but she was like i was like how much was all this she's like 60 bucks i was like god oh, i said like, that's a lot to be okay <laughs> yeah yeah, Indian food's always really hit or miss with me. Like, some of it's amazing. I love curry. And then mm -hmm. some of it's like, oh, man, this is just, 
all the ingredients in it sound good, but you put them together in such a way that makes them bad. How did you do that? I don't Yeah, Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I'm with you on that. It's whenever they're like, let's go to an Indian buffet. And I'm like, well, I guess that's good. Cause then half my plate will be tasty. And the other half, I'll just kind of leave there. So, I don't, that'll work. I never know. I never remember what I don't like either. I just look at it all and go, eh, I'll just try a little bit of everything and see what happens. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I totally feel you on that. All right. Well, speaking of feelings, it's been a long time. It's been, it's been weeks and I feel weak. I feel like I need to get supercharged. I feel like I need, I need to power up. My level's to 9,000! It's time for the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge! Challenge! This week, after a long two-week hiatus, because we had so many guests, what a blessing, by the way, uh, we are going to be talking about Berserk. Episode 17 and Full Metal Alchemist episodes 49 through 51. Derek, I just gotta know. Berserk episode 17, was it hype? It was not hype. Because oh. the battle with Shooter is over. We won! Griffin oh, we're and the Hawks some... Was it domestic? <laughs> it was domestic. The was violence so domestic. was domestic. No. <laughs> right. No, it was. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we gotta bleep that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's pretty much just a, a downtime episode. Uh, the King is throwing this huge party for the Hawks Raiders. Mm-hmm. Well, for the Band of the Hawk. Of course. And uh, the Queen and the Little Minister are still plotting to poison Griffith. We haven't forgot about that little plot line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But basically, the main generals of the Hawks are in this party and they're walking through, and all the girls are walking up to him, like, Tell us your war stories. And Griffith's like, my tales of war, as barbarous as they may be, I'm sure would do nothing but to bore you. And I'm like, Griffith, you're so fucking cool. I know. Like, what a way to say, leave me the fuck alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> but also and, leave them uh, wanting more. Just like, oh, right. so gentlemanly. I need to know these exactly. stories. Mm-hmm. She's like, and what do I have to suck them... for you to tell me a story? That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Just point the to it. The tip of my sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, already, uh, her guts already does that, so. Right. Oh, God. It's a little callback. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> all the uh they're all dressed up in these real fancy clothes and uh, just kind of fancy cool clothes see. yeah yeah especially uh guts he looks like colonial era george washington type too i know guts <laughs> just i mean you he looks it, it's about as uncomfortable as his face looks too because he's like i don't get mm-hmm. me out of this crap <laughs> yeah and uh he happens to look over and he sees the woman in a red dress and he's like who is that oh and then she pulls him she pulls him away and he's like who the hell are you it's casca in a dress and one of those like big dresses that they used to wear back the big huge frilly ones yeah she was very Mm -hmm. pretty yeah yeah and i was like oh shit okay casca i see you out here wearing a clean he said i've never (laughs) seen you in a dress before why would you wear this he said men's clothing is easier to ride a horse in i can't go into battle wearing this so she's like i like to wear dresses but I can't yeah. fight in a fucking dress guts. Jesus. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Good and point. yeah, and they actually go outside to kind of have a heart to heart. And then the uh, the berserk music starts. Pl- guts theme oh, starts playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> you know shit's about to get deep. My, a man mm-hmm. that would be called my friend, friend would be a man that doesn't follow me in my dreams, but follows his own dreams. That's a man mm-hmm. that I would call equal. Mm. Thanks, mm-hmm. Griffith. Thanks for kicking right. that off. No, and, that's uh, all guts. existential and introspective <laughs> and like, what am I doing with my life? Thanks, thanks, Griffith. Yeah. And uh, Casca is basically asking us, do you want to leave the Hawks, right? The band of the Hawk? And it's like, yeah. why do you sound surprised? Like, he already, you've talked about this like twice now. Yeah, bonfire but, <laughs> dreams, baby. Yeah, I digress. He actually, <laughs> he is the ultimate cock blocker. He cock blocks himself. He's like, you should go ask Griffith to dance with you. And it's like, dude, she's out here with you, man. She wants I to mean, dance with you, Think man. about it. Think what happens when he starts to care about someone or gets close to someone. They fuck him over. Sometimes literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... The boy oh, is damaged. See. Yeah, basically. Basically, they're outside because they don't want to hear the king give his little speech or whatever. Yeah, they're both like, but, whatever, man. So, Pomp and circumstance. Yeah, and some of the uh, generals are actually commending the Hawks, and some of them are like, oh, this is bullshit. They're oh, getting all this crazy. I should win the battle. Brr. Right. And the king actually ends up appointing, well, actually, not appointing, but the king ends up making all the hawks nobles. Yeah. He, he specifically he says, count, I, I shall think, raise right? your peerage. Yeah. Peerage, he makes yeah. him the supreme leader of the Midland forces. Mm-hmm. So literally, Griffith is in charge of the nobles. entire, yeah, in the entire army of Midland. Mm-hmm. And it's some, it's some deep shit, man. I'm like, Northern wow, he guts. actually... Yeah, he actually got got to that uh, place he was trying to get to. Mm-hmm. One day I will have my own kingdom. Boom. And Guts is like, you did it, Griffith. And they're smiling at each other. Yeah, and Griffith like, actually has a genuine smile on his face. Yeah, like he saw his friend achieve his dream. It's a nice thing, you know? Yeah. And now and when then, he flirts with Charlotte, it won't see, be seen as scandal. I mean, unless it's by one of those people that are like, he wasn't born rich, though. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> Fuck that boy. <laughs> You're not supposed to earn it. You're supposed to just have it. Right, you're supposed to be silver spooned, baby. Silver yeah. spooned. You're supposed to marry your cousin. <laughs> I didn't go around doing all this cousin fucking just to have some guy with skills come along and take the job that I don't have any skills for. <laughs> fuck him. I had to fuck my cousin. I don't. If I if I just had to have skills, I wouldn't have fucked my cousin. <laughs> you got good at ruling people. If I was good at governing, I wouldn't be banging half of my. Family reunion out here. <laughs> oh man, nobility is gross. <sighs> yeah, it is. It's very disgusting. But uh, <laughs> then the uh, waiters start passing out drinks, and of course, we see mm-hmm. somebody poison a drink, and he walks oh, straight shit. up to Griffith. Oh shit. And Griffith takes it, and Costco's like kind of rustling through the room trying to get to Griffith, and she's like, Sir Griffith. And he puts the cup up to his mouth, and looks like he takes a drink, and then he mm. drops the glass and falls to the ground, mm. presumably been poisoned. Now, I don't think that he drank it, because it didn't look like any of the liquid actually left the cup. Mm. And I think he was just kind of playing that, but we'll see on the next episode. So that's where it leaves off. Oh, shit. Costco's uh, like, Griffith! Griffith! And then it does that, that still animation, yeah. or still drawing. Oh. Yeah. Wait. No, that's <laughs> then, then it's the, the end credits. Don't find your fading in your grass. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good song. I, I like the opener and the ending to the series. It doesn't change. It's the same one throughout. Have you had a chance to watch yeah, any of the bloopers yet? Oh uh, no, not yet. I think I'm. I want to save it for the end. Okay. 
then I'll the go bloopers back are so bloopers. good. They're so good. <laughs> Especially Griffith's voice actor. You can tell he has like a uh, theater background. He busts out in the song all the time. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't right, wait we'll... for you to see the uh, full metal bloopers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to check those out. Where do you think I could find yeah. those? They're, they're probably not on Netflix. I'm oh, at the YouTube. I'm right no, they're, they're, on, they're on YouTube. But literally don't watch them until you finish the series. Yeah, because I can't tell where to cut off. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, we're almost done, right. though. We're at episode 59. And, and how many episodes of full metal are there? Like no, uh, 51, right? Well, yeah, I just finished at 51. You're right. Um, okay. Uh, 64, 64 episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're, almost yeah there. we're getting towards the end here. I don't know if it's going to be 13 weeks from now because we might have more guests, but, you know, who knows. Right. Let's get into it, though. So, Full Mental Alchemist Brotherhood, episode 49, Filial Affection. So, if you remember from a couple of weeks ago, we're having a big old battle, having a hard time fighting Pride. He's got his light source again. Edward, Greed, Lanfon, all getting their asses kicked a little bit. He's assimilated gluttony and absorbed his sense of smell and his power. Alphonse intentionally allows himself to be captured by Pride by kind of rushing him while Pride is focused on Hohenheim. And then Hohenheim uses that distraction to use his considerable alchemy power to encase both Alphonse and Pride in a mountain of soil soil like he literally lifts shards of soil up and solidifies a circular ball around them it's insane Mm -hmm. and you know edward's like why would you do that and then hohenheim's like it was alphonse's idea stop clarating (laughs) so basically they're in there in complete darkness and they've completely negated pride's powers and i mean alphonse is in a suit of armor he's a soul he doesn't need to eat or go to the bathroom he's good it's fine and they just really need to kind of hold him back for a day anyways. The promised day is upon us, if you recall. Yeah. You shoot over to Kimberly. He begins to move just as Scar's group is told about the bombing of Bradley's train. And the promised day begins. Greed goes to Central on his own while both Edward and Scar's groups meet up and devise a plan. And in Central, Mustang and his subordinates begin to attack the soldiers and they still have Bradley's wife, which they use as a hostage. This is interesting. Brigadier General Clement is told that they have Bradley's wife as hostage. And he's like, so all we need is Mustang. Kill the rest. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, <laughs> you see the army kind of surround them in this warehouse or this building. And they have a, I think Hawkeye has a gun to her head. He's obviously not going to shoot her, but they're using her as a hostage. And, mm-hmm. and then the guy just gives the order. He's like, all we care about is Mustang, kill everybody else. And you can see Bradley's wife's face. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, word? <laughs> right. I'm going to kill me? And that's the end of the episode. And I was like, oh, no. I think they shoot out the outside of the building and you hear gunshots. And I'm like, oh, damn. How are they going to get yeah. out of this one? Next episode, episode 50, Upheaval in Central. Immediately, they shoot back to Mustang's small team. His team is in the rafters some of his team and they shoot all the guys that are getting ready to shoot them, get the drop on them. Cause they kind of knew what was going to go down. And now Bradley's mm-hmm. wife has the proof that these soldiers are bad and that Bradley doesn't really care if she lives or dies. And they're like, Hey, right. we're going to try to get you through this. Just remember that we were the ones trying to be loyal and save this country. You know, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. So Mustang's team is cornered by the central soldiers and his old ish fallen squadron arrives and saves them. And then meanwhile, the Briggs Fortress soldiers, led by Buccaneer, also join the battle. Now, Mustang and his crew are trying not to kill anybody. They're just wounding people, 
but not them Briggs Fortress soldiers. They are murking people right. left and right. I was like, damn, Man. they don't give a fuck. <laughs> when they showed up and that uh, dude uh, grabbed dude by the mouth and just stabbed him in the neck. I know, you heard, I you, like, you just they cut away, you hear, I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, them Briggs boys don't play. He's going to breathe through a hole in his neck. So, anyways, right. then Mustang's team begins to run low on ammunition. And they are saved by Maria Ross and Rebecca Catalina with a truckload of weapons and ammunition. They just show up and she's like, permission. Or no, what did Ross say? She was like, coming back into service with or without your permission or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was cool. He was like, oh, glad to see you. So he calls to thank Ross's weapons supplier. And he's surprised to hear that it's Havoc on the other end who, you know, we just crippled and sent off. So he's helping out too. His whole crew, all the homies, coming back. At headquarters, Olivier kind of gets tired of the fact that she's hanging out with all these idiot central military officers. She kind of antagonizes them. They're like, call off your soldiers. And she's like, well, you relieve me of command. Let me take over and I'll help. And they're like, whatever, we don't trust you. And then she stabs one guy. And then she turns around and then shoots uh, Lieutenant General Gardner like right in the face. Just blow. (laughs) I was like, whoa, she's making her move. Mm-hmm. During all that chaos, outside with the Mustang fighting the Central soldiers and what's going on inside the Capitol building, Edwards' group actually sneaks back into Central via the tunnels underneath the third laboratory. Yeah, you got Edward, you got Scar, Darius, Jerzo, and Sapano, which are the three Chimeras, and they all go in one direction at Hohenheim's suggestion, and then he heads in another with Lanfon. Hohenheim turns to Lanfon and is like, you want to look for the prince, don't you? Because we all know, like, Ling is inside Greed, and she's really keen on trying to find him. And she's like, are you sure you're going to be okay? And Hohenheim's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. I don't know if you noticed the shit I did earlier, but my alchemy is strong. I'll be okay. (laughs) I got this. Yeah, I got this. Everybody go this way. I'll go this way. So they split up, too. And in frustration at the delay in stopping Mustang and ignoring the protest of a lab guy who's like, they haven't completed their trials. A member of the senior staff of Central awakens all the humanoid mannequin soldiers. He's just like, turn all the levers. Don't just test one. Just throw them all up. So all those weird mannequin soldiers underneath Central that were ready to be like their undead army or whatever get turned on and Mm -hmm. booted up. And then it shoots to episode 51 called the Immortal Legion, for obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) The senior staff member orders the mannequin soldiers to attack the invading troops. And it's they all look really creepy. They all have like this one eyeball in the middle of their forehead. And they're like, Father, Daddy. Mm. And he's like, yes, I am your daddy. Now go attack my, the people, (laughs) the bad guys or whatever. And then they like lick their chops. And I was like, this guy is fucked. And mm-hmm. sure enough, like one just leaps and attacks, like bites him on his neck and they just devour the shit out of him. Meanwhile, that lab guy just sitting there watching. Why is it mm-hmm. whenever some effed up stuff happens that puts someone in peril, the person standing to the side watching in horror never goes, maybe I should leave or I'm going to be next. Right. No. Nope. Anyways. They gotta be uh, paralyzed. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta be paralyzed with fear. And sure enough, the mindless soldiers eat him too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Edward opens the door where Alphonse had fought earlier against Lust underneath that laboratory. And the mannequin soldiers just bust out of it, eager to feed. So Mm -hmm. they start to surround Edward's group. And then you shoot back to Olivier, and she's attacked by Sloth while she's trying to fight her way out of the building. And he had been directly ordered to kill her. So they start to go at it. Alphonse and Heinkel 
which is the chimera that stayed behind because he was damaged in the fight against Pride. They mm-hmm. learned too late that the whole time that Pride was in the uh, big kind of cocoon uh, made of dirt <laughs> that Hohenheim yeah. made, <laughs> he was using a stick to send a Morse code out to Father to like ping their location. Which, yeah. the whole time he was banging on Alphonse's helmet, because it was just kind of like laying around, I knew that's exactly what was going on. I was like, why are <laughs> yeah. you so stupid? Anybody rhythmically right. tapping like that. They uh, try to stop him, but right as soon as they find out it's happening, Kimberly shows up and blows a hole on the side of the thing and frees Pride. And in the mm-hmm. explosion, you know, Alphonse and Heinkel go flying. And then you shoot back to the sewers. May, you know... The oh, stupid girl that was convinced by Envy to turn back around and take this dangerous homunculus back to Central. She's in the sewers trying to head down to where Father is, and she's attacked by those mannequin soldiers, too, because they're, you know, spilling out everywhere. And in the scuffle, Envy is freed, and one of the uh, soldiers, like, swallows him, and then he merges with them and uses all those bodies to return to his form. Like, just back at full strength, Envy is. Awesome. Kind of figured that would happen. Right. Then they shoot to Olivier. She's kind of struggling against Sloth. Her fighting style really just doesn't work against him. You know, you need, we, we as we've seen in the past, Sloth is a big dude. We need, like, big ballistic shells to go against this guy. Right. So Armstrong arrives at a pivotal moment when she's about to get her, like, chest crushed by Sloth and saves her. And uses, like, his, you know, kind of bombastic alchemy technique to fight Sloth back. They shoot to Alphonse who transmutes his legs off in order to escape in a cloud of smoke and help Heinkel. Mm-hmm. And Heinkel pulls out a Philosopher's Stone, the one that he had yeah. picked up that Kembley had dropped down that shaft when it was just him and Edward and the other Chimera. And he was like, look, I know that you know this is human souls, and I know that you would say you would never use this to restore your body, but all these people in here probably want to help, and I want you to use this to save the world. Promise me you will. And Alphonse is like, all right, I'll do it. And he reluctantly uses it, restores his legs, and prepares to fight Pride and Kimberly. He, like, comes out the smoke looking badass. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> and then the episode ends. <laughs> Pretty much. The music starts playing. So episode 52, what I'm most excited to see is a Philosopher Stone-powered Alphonse tear Pride and Kimberly a new one. We'll see if that actually happens. It, it's really cool. That fight is really cool. Yeah. So that's where we're at. It's one of my favorites. All right. A lot of jumping around. A lot of fights happening. Yes, all at the same time. Like, everything's jumping off. Everything's jumping off. So if you couldn't keep up, I completely understand. But why are you listening to this if you haven't seen the show? Go watch the show. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Speaking of shows, ours is about to end. But before we sign off, those folks trying to figure out where they can get good deals on gamer goodies, also more. Where can they find you at? Uh, they can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I'm on Instagram at gamer goodies more. And you can follow me on Twitter at goodies underscore more, baby. Awesome. And for the podcast, you can find us on facebook.com slash player two is entered the pod and follow and like us there for clips of the show, notifications when the show goes up, things like that. We also post up all our clips and full episodes on YouTube on a channel called Player 2 is Entered the Podcast if you'd like to find us there. And of course, we post up at our hub every single Sunday an episode just for you, the people, at anchor.fm slash player2 is Entered the Pod. 
You can go there and listen or listen wherever podcasts are available like Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. Me personally, if you'd like to find me, I'm on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. I Twitch stream Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I do brawlers, horror games, and I'm going to be doing uh, Super Mario 3D World pretty soon. So check my channel for the schedule. That's twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. And I have a YouTube channel set aside for past streams in case they age out. So you can go to Plays on YouTube and check me out there as well. And that is our show. All right. Thanks for listening. A little, a little longer than normal episode, but we got through it, and we thank you all for being here. So yeah, appreciate we will catch you. We'll see you next, next week. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye.